0: Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me Michael Hennessy. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. It's been very dry for most of the country up to the middle of the week, although most farmers would have liked to receive more rain. The accompanying cold weather and late frost have slowed growth and hampered crop management for farmers. Despite a really good start for spring crops, which fields slowly greening up, but soils are now very dry and soil moisture deficits are getting close to 40 millimetres. I'm delighted to be joined today by Own who's an advisor on the Chagas Four Malt Joint Programme, I'm based in Wexford, and Veronica Nine, who's a Tillage Advisor in Lease. Veronica, can I first come to you and ask you how spring crops are progressing in your area?
1: Around this area, we're pretty much a stronghold for malting barley, so a lot of the crops, spring crops around here are that. Um, there's huge variation in uh, sowing dates, so we've some early sown crops went in there in early March, and they are Um, early to mid-Tillerine at the minute. Um, They would have established well, um, there was some crow damage, a lot of crow grazing on those early crops, but they've established well, plant counts around 300. Um, But I'd say, like I was in a few there even over the weekend and they're starting to really show the effects of the lack of rain that we have had around this part of the world. Um, Then we have the later sown crops and they range for anything up to just two to three leaves emerged. Um, I spoke to a client this morning now who has a lot of very dry sandbank kind of ground and he said his emergence has been very uneven and even there's patches where it hasn't emerged so there's a, a real, um, I suppose, m- a massive variation depending on when they went in um, and what followed with this frost and these uneven temperatures and, and the drought.
0: Okay, so we're talking about drought already. So
1: I think we are, yeah. Okay. Um, but like uh, m- most of the early sun stuff would have been fertilized i think everyone's kind of going with early fertilizer in the spring multi barley um but uh yeah there's there is uh like the grounds up here will be very dry um very free draining um around the Atai area there and into to this side of Strad Valley. so um yeah they are starting to show drought stress okay
0: so Owen, um you're very welcome. And maybe I'll come to you. And as regards maybe the same kind of comments around kind of the southeast, kind of where where you're based, what, what are crops looking like and how are the the emerged crops looking?
2: Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a similar story to what Veronica was saying there, like all all combinable crops are now sown anyway. Maybe a small bit of maize have to be sown, but it should be it should be fairly wrapped up by now. It's a um, and similar, sort of three distinct type zone dates for, for spring barley, which would be the main crop here in Wexford, um, kind of started there. There was a window in early March where uh, some growers on, on the very dry soils were able to, to drill the spring malt and barley. But I suppose it was difficult to try and get slides to dry out at that time. And it has impacted establishment, um, especially where, you know, parts of the field that were heavily trafficked on sown, and things like that, There you no know, Establishment rates are back a bit, and you know crops there are kind of ranging around the two fifty plants per meter squared, so a bit below where you want to be. Um, I suppose the main type zone date for, for them spring crops uh, were around that mid March time, and in around kind of seventeenth March to the to the twenty fifth. Um, and and these crops are looking very well now. They're just just about starting to tiller at the moment, um, and three hundred plants per meter squared regularly showing up in these crops. Um, I suppose. Then there was sort of a third sowing date for the rest of, of the spring barley on some heavier soils down, down south Wexford and these kind of crops are sown, they're sown about 10, 10 days to, to 14 days and they're just emerging there now. Um, so look, I don't think we're in a situation down the southeast where, where moisture is an issue uh, just yet. It's not far away, but you know, seabeds, I suppose, they weren't overly dry when crops went in and that's standing to them now that there is still moisture down at the root base uh, of these crops. So. Look, we, we could do red rain fairly quick, but um, I don't think just at the minute that, that they're short of moisture.
0: Okay, so on just a, a quick word then around, I mean, the surface of ground is very dry at the moment uh, and uh, a number of farmers might be looking to apply nitrogen to that spring barley. Considering how dry it is, is it advisable? And maybe when you think about that or your are answering maybe, have a think about the malt and barley side of it is sort of a cutoff point for the malt and barley as well
2: look i suppose i start to say like that the weather has been kind up until now as regards just getting um, a bit of moisture to get nitrogen washed in and i suppose that the earlier crops you know they have got a bit of moisture um maybe not a huge amount but uh just to get just to get nitrogen into the plant but there are a number of crops now that maybe haven't got a whole lot of rainfall since um since they were sown and really you know i'd be hoping that you could if it was possible that there was rain forecast um, that we could wait and apply nitrogen before um, the rain was forecast just to get that that washed into the plant. But really from a malt and barley point of view, you know, if if um, we're applying nitrogen past growth stage 32 in the spring, malt and barley is going to have a negative impact uh, on grain protein. So really in that case, look, if the crops are moving along and, and we can't get nitrogen out, um, really I'd be reducing back my total nitrogen that I was applying to the crops just to, to give a chance of, of reaching the correct protein grade coming harvesting.
0: Okay, but obviously we're a long ways from growth 32 in Malton Barley as yet, or are we?
2: No, well look, any of the crops that don't have the nitrogen, we're a long way from 32 yet, so hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we get rain for it then.
0: And one would presume that if a farmer had uh, some seabed nitrogen in, 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 the, in, in the crop before they sowed it? There'd probably be a reasonable uh, amount of nitrogen to get the crop up and go into kind of mid tillering, mid you right?
2: I, I would think so, yeah. And, you know, a lot of them growers that, that are on the heavier soils that, that would have sown maybe um, in April probably would have increased the amount of uh, seabed nitrogen would have went in. Um, so look, there'd probably be a good bit of nitrogen uh, readily available for them crops.
0: Okay, and a comment, just a very final comment on that: uh, the liquid versus the solid nitrogen. Would you have a preference in these kind of conditions?
2: I don't. I don't think there's there's much difference between uh, the two. Both kind of require um, soil moisture for them to work. Um, but I suppose you know you might get that get that bit quicker uptake um, towards your liquid nitrogen versus your solid, just in these these low rainfall days um, that we're experiencing at the minute.
0: Okay, so, Veronica, can I come back to you for a second? And and you mentioned you had some earlier sown crops up your part of the country again. Um, Just thinking about those earlier crops, they're, I presume, we're getting towards kind of mid tillering, kind of stage or early tillering at least, anyway. Um, What sort of actions are needed in those crops over the next uh, number of, I suppose, week or 10 days, maybe?
1: Well, I suppose the priority now is is herbicides. Really, if those crops that emerged before kind of early April, there's they, they, they would have been well up at that point, so there was no need for an aphicide on those. Um, they, they probably haven't got anything as yet because of the frost that we've had or the, the cold nights. So, um, a lot of people now are, are trying to uh decide what to do about, especially if a wild oat um spray is required. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, the, the options really are if, if you want to go with your wild oat spray first, um, you have to, to wait seven days before you can come along then with your SU and partner for your broadleaf weeds. Um, or if you want to do the reverse and go with your um, SU with partner first, you have to wait 21 days to follow up with your um, wild oats. So, um, I think a lot of people, they, there is an option to mix them, but you have to kind of raise the rates. People, are, uh, I suppose the concern is the crops are quite stressed and with the lack of moisture in the soil. Um, so I, I, I suppose for my own at home, we'll we're, we're, probably be going with the Axial Pro pretty quick now and, and following it up then afterwards uh, with the, the SU and partner, but we wouldn't have a massive amount of um, resistant weeds to deal with. So that's another factor to take into consideration as well.
0: Okay. And I suppose there's always a question, and farmers always have a question mark around well, are all the wild oats up as yet? And um, would you be reasonably confident that a farmer going at this stage, relatively early stage, maybe for, 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 for some farmers might be thinking about it, that they're going to get the required level of control?
1: Um, I'll be honest with you now. Uh, from personal experience, um, we went early last year, and we found very good control when we went early, and it allowed us to go at a lighter rate. Um, you know, I suppose the weather is going to have a massive impact on what happens in the forecoming week, or we, few weeks. Um, but I suppose the wild oats really would be a kind of a priority, because when they take hold, they just um become uh, a bigger and bigger problem. Um. But it definitely in the early sown crops, I would say they're very well off now.
0: Okay, and as you say yourself, the yes, the weather conditions can often have, have a bigger factor in it, uh, and I suppose people often refer to two to three days of good growing conditions before you apply, and two to three good growing conditions after you apply is probably worth
1: absolutely worth, worth a lot. There's still like I mean, there's still I mean, we've warm days, but there's still. A, a strong temperature drop at night. Um, and when you mix that in with the, the lack of water in the soil, like it is, they, these are stressed conditions. So I just be very careful about tank mix mixes and what, what you're putting on to the crops.
0: Okay. So Veronica, maybe you just switch a little bit to so winter cereals around winter area. And um, what sort of stage are the winter wheat, barley and oats at the moment?
1: So winter wheat are um, pretty much around 31, 32. The leaf three, it, it varies. Um, A lot of the crops I'd be walking around here are the graham uh, winter wheat, and I've seen everything from just leaf trees starting to emerge to it being 50, 60% emerged. Um, They're very clean at the minute. Um, You know, the frost slowed things down, but there there isn't a massive amount of disease in them. Uh, Winter barley then, it's very variable, um, but generally speaking around 31, 32, uh, I think some Joyu and Owen might comment on this because he's like, more experienced with it, probably it seems to have been further along. Um, and again, winter oats, again around 31 32.
0: Okay, Owen, as you were mentioned there, and in, in maybe just a similar kind of questions as regards to wheat, barley, and
2: oats. Yeah, look, I suppose winter barley in the southeast, you know, it's in around that 32 to 34. There's kind of a large variation depending on what crop you go to, and as Veronica said about the Joyu it seems to be a good bit ahead, um, you know, flag leaf um, nearly fully emerged and the odd crop even you can see the odd on appearing. Um, so look, a lot of farmers are looking, they're looking at getting their, their final fun, fungicide, sorry, fung sorry, and their final um, growth regulator on. But you know, there, there was a large amount of stress from from the last PGR that went on winter barley and you can see visible blotching um, and yellowness coming into winter barley. Um, so look, these large temperature swings, you know, farmers are very slow to to go about applying these, but really we're at the stage where they need to be going on at the moment. Uh, similar situation, I suppose, in oats, you know, in around the growth stage 32. So look, PGR as well, and the fungicide. But similar story with the stress and the large temperature swings um, causing issues with getting spraying carried out. Um, and then finally with wheat then, you know, it's in around 31, heading for 32 um but septoria seems to be fairly low uh, down in the canopy of the crop and I suppose similar on on all disease on on wheat barley and oats that you know crops seem seem to be very clean uh, for the time of year with maybe only a small bit of wrinkle and on barley but but really nothing to be concerned about.
0: Veronica just you might have a comment on the winter wheat you, you mentioned you you walked a good bit of um grain uh, around your part of the world and it's it's I think you mentioned there's only peeping, leaf three is only peeping to about 50, 60% out. Um, what sort of level of disease is there, and when do you think the main fungicide could be lined up for?
1: It's kind of like what Owen said there. It seems to be there's some septoria evident in the lower leaves. Uh, didn't see much yellow rust up around here in any of the graham crops, a uh, little bit in Bennington. So most uh, winter wheat hasn't any spray got as yet. Uh, I did see one or two that went early um, and the, the, you can see the effects of putting it out with the swings in temperature. Um, so they're very clean. I, I, a lot of people are kind of holding off because of last year, they're kind of kind of more reactive than proactive, I would say. Um, but the the swings in temperatures, people, I suppose the second PGR would be due around now. Um, so I think with the cold nights, people have held back with the psych cell Um, the fungicide is, is due leaf tree when it's fully emerged, um, would, we would, the research would suggest that it's the time to go with your, your azole and your STHI or QII, um, and with the multi-site included, um, to, to protect for septoria.
0: So uh, it'll be probably towards the end of the week. Will it be at the earliest by the time? You know, yeah,
1: the I well, I yeah, I would think so. Um, from what I've seen of the crop, the crops I've seen, as I said, some people have gone. Or I, I I see sprayers driving around the place to beat the band. So, um, I think everyone's kind of nervous just after this long spell of cold weather. Um, and again, with this kind of lack of rain, people are anxious to get out and get things on. You know.
0: Uh, people do get 80 feet when they're when they're sitting inside too
1: long. <laughs> Absolutely, to that's it. About.
0: But I suppose, look, you, you probably still is as you mentioned before that the ideal target um is when that her last leaf is fully out and, and
1: yeah, and and I haven't I have yet to see a crop with it fully out, but um you know, I'm not working every crop, so I can't say for sure, but I have not, I haven't, I haven't seen one with the leaf tree out yet. And there's other
0: considerations, I suppose, with the amount of crop, that farmers might have on that kind of thing too. That's a bit Absolutely, old, old yeah. Okay, we might just finish off, um, finally, maybe, Owen, with yourself, um, just to take a, a different crop, beans, um, some of them are up, or most of them are up, I suppose, by now. Is there any uh, issues out there, pests or weed issues that farmers should be aware of
2: yeah look i, I suppose just to start um just, just the bean area seems to be back um on, on what with growers on what it was last year my reaction to the way the yields went last year but for the crops that were sown, i suppose most in the southeast were, were drilled in that that window that came in early march and you know seabeds seabeds were fairly good um for drilling beans at that time and most got rolled so really establishment and weed control has been excellent um, from the crops that I've seen. So they're off to a really good start. Um, I suppose from a pest point of view, look, there, there is small levels of notching on leaves uh, from weevil damage, but I think damage is, is confined to, you know, along margins um, in headlands. It hasn't really spread out into the middle of the field yet. So I don't think growers are are overly concerned about um, applying insecticide just yet. But I think look, as, as temperatures rise, you know, activity um, of weevils might it might increase, or it will increase, I suppose, and, um, you know, control in the psychic side will probably be considered.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much for that. Veronica, thanks very much for your time. I know you're very busy at BPS with farmers as well at the moment, so thanks to both of you for your, for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to come back to you again later on in the year. That's it for the podcast this week, and my thanks to Owen and Veronica for joining me on the show. The Chagas Crop Agronomy webinar series continues next Tuesday, May the 4th at 11.30 a.m. We're going to cover some of the impacts of dry spell on crop management and also how to get the best from your plant protection products. For more details, go to www.chogas.ie. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more farming news, go to chogas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more Tillage news and advice.